Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to episode 76 of the Brothers Brandt podcast. Excited to be here. We got a great episode coming up. Uh, We're going to be talking about the William Hill Haskell. This is an event that takes place on the Jersey Shore, where Rick and I are homegrown, and it was an event that you did not want to pass up on on a Sunday afternoon in in July. So, Rick, let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about the Haskell. Give the listeners an idea of what we're working with here because we don't go to horse racing events. Like, besides for the Kentucky Derby, I don't know. That's like the only one that I want to go to. What about you, Rick? Well, you're absolutely right. As the godfather of tickets said himself, Mr. Ram Silverman, on a previous Brothers Brandt podcast episode, the Kentucky Derby is a sporting event unlike any other, similar to the Masters, a tradition that all sports fans must attend. Outside of that horse race, the first Saturday in May, there isn't another horse race that really stands out on the Brothers Brandt schedule, except for the Jersey Shore traditional summertime Haskell Invitational, as you just described, sponsored by William Hill Sportsbook. So here's the background, ladies and gentlemen, as Rob said, we are from New Jersey. We grew up in a small town on the Jersey shore, five minutes away from the Atlantic Ocean in a small, small neighborhood. And in a neighboring town, only five minutes away, was a massive horse track stadium. This horse track stadium is called Monmouth Park. And Monmouth Park has been around for over a hundred years. It is an institution on the Jersey Shore. And it's something that if you ever get a chance to visit Monmouth County in the summertime, you should put it on your list of things to do. And it's go to a horse race at Monmouth Park. And they have horse races all summer long. But the granddaddy of them all takes place at the end of July, the beginning of August, depending on the calendar year. And it's this Haskell race. You've got the Triple Crown horse race, which we're all familiar with. The three big horse races in May and early June. The next biggest horse race, in our opinion, is the Haskell. And the way we identify it as being so grand is that the purse 
is almost always a million dollars to the winner. And that is how horse racing is really judged as far as the level of significance. Rob, how are we doing so far? Did I lose anybody? You didn't lose me. I'm here. I'm ride or die. I got to stick this out. I'm recording this. So you didn't lose me. I don't think you lost any of the listeners. <laughs> um, I will add in one thing that Mammoth Park, when you're there and you look around and you stare at the grandstand and, and, and you stare at the suites and, and you see how old it is and magnificent and beauty of it, like the Jersey Shore, Long Branch, New Jersey, there's a beach there called Seven Presidents Beach. And seven presidents have resided on the Jersey Shore while they were in office because it was a destination. And you can bet your bottom dollar when you go to this racetrack, you can feel that presidents have been in there. You can feel the, the magnitude of this track just kind of plopped in the middle of land um, on, the, on the Jersey Shore. So go on, Rick, go on. Rob, you're absolutely right. You can feel the history. You can just sense the horse racing pride that exists at the Mammoth Park racetrack. And a few things have happened in its recent history. It was close to going into bankruptcy no less than 10 years ago. But in the state of New Jersey, legalized sports gambling was passed recently. They inserted a lot of gambling mechanisms and um, opportunities within the Mammoth Park racetrack to generate extra revenue year round. So it's not just dependent on a handful of races in the summertime. I don't wanna digress much further than that, but good things are happening at Mammoth Park Racetrack these days. And this episode is all about the 2015 Haskell Invitational, which the Brothers brand attended, along with 60,000 other human beings. This was a record-setting crowd on August 2nd, 2015. Derek Jeter was in attendance. Bill Murray was in attendance. The governor of New Jersey was there. Rob, it was a scene. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The Haskell Invitation presented by William Hill. Rob, take it away. Let's get into the backstory leading up to this magnificent race. Absolutely. This was not your normal Haskell. This was Bob Baffert, an American pharaoh, coming to town. And for anyone that knows sports in general, American pharaoh is a triple crown winner. The Kentucky Derby, the Belmont, and the Preakness, all won by American pharaoh, all trained by Bob, ba Bob Baffert. And this is Bob Baffert's track, baby. In the history of the Haskell, Bob Baffert has trained seven horses to win it. He's had lucky number seven. And leading up to the Haskell, there's the Haskell is on a Sunday. And leading up to it on probably Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there are other races going on. Uh, not your big time races that are televised or anything like that but there's races going on and what the what mammoth park does like any other minor league base like a minor league baseball stadium giving away stuff to increase attendance to these events 
is they give away free memorabilia leading up to uh, the Haskell. So on Wednesday, they gave away like Haskell hats. So Mammoth Park racetrack hats, like free hat day. And then on Thursday, it was free pin day. You show up and you get a free pin. And then on, uh, on, on Friday, it was another thing. And Saturday, it was like, Saturday, it was a Mammoth. It was really cool. They went all out and they got Mammoth Park jerseys. So it said Mammoth Park across the chest and in script. And on the back, it said Baffert. And then it had the number seven with all of the um, uh, all of the uh, logos of the horses that won it, like in that seven. It was very well designed, very well thought out. And what Rick and I did leading up to the Haskell, because we only lived five minutes away, and I think it cost like I think it was free entry or like maybe a couple dollars to get in, and you get you get this free stuff for a limited amount of people. So we would always go and just collect all these pieces of memorabilia and then we show up on Sunday and we show up on Sunday decked out with our Mammoth Park hat our Mammoth Park jersey with the Baffert on the back and our pin you know on, on our chest right and we are uh, we look like we are employees there it's really not designed like that we were just embracing it and just all about the the, the Haskell and just wanted to be a part of the crowd and when we go, when we go there, we're like, all right, we have to make a wager. Like we have to have a souvenir, another souvenir. And Rick and I don't gamble. So we literally just put $2 on American Pharaoh to win, <laughs> which he did end up winning the, uh, the Haskell, right? He did end up, by, it was, it was not even close. Like he, he, he crushed it. Right. Um, so we do have that souvenir as well. And I'll, I'll pause right now just to talk about this year's Haskell and then get back into the story. Just give it its credit where it's due, Rick. Um, this Haskell was uh, interesting. Uh, it was very interesting. Uh, the winner was Mandalorian, was the winner of this Haskell. And this was the first race in horsing history where the uh, jockeys were not allowed to strike the horses. They were not allowed to actually strike the horses to have them go faster. So it was very interesting. We're gonna see how this plays out in the, um, in the rest of horse racing. I'm not really gonna pay attention to it unless it pops up on the ESPN ticker tape, but uh, we're gonna see how it plays out. We're gonna see what happens because that's a huge change. However, the reason why this was an interesting Haskell is because 2020, they ran the Haskell but nobody was in attendance this year. It was packed. People were loving it. People were all about it. And the race to win the Haskell, win the million dollar purse, there was controversy at the end. You had hot rod Charlie in the lead and he bumped into another horse. And they're saying it might have to do with the fact that they didn't have the whips to notify him that the other horse was right there because the blinders were on, right? So, um, and it bumped the other horse and a jockey fell off the other horse, therefore, therefore uh, DQing Hot Rod Charlie and Mandalorian won because of a disqualification. Not the way you want to win, but still, that's how it went down this year. But going back in time to 2015 to American Pharaoh, and 
This story is absolutely hilarious. Rick, I was on the golf course this weekend back back home for one of our dear friends' wedding, and I just happened to be telling this story. And the person I was telling this story to was just jaw-dropped, you know, laughing the entire time. So here it goes. Rick and I are decked out in our Bob Baffert shirts, and we find out that Derek Jeter is in attendance. And we're just like, okay, we got to find Jeter. We got to find him. And we're like, all right, where would he be? He'd be in the suites. So what we do is we start walking around and we, we, we were trying to get up to the suites. And then we realized that there's only like one way to probably get up there. And the elevator was right next to us. And this stadium is old. It's a hundred years old. And I don't know when they put in the elevator, but this elevator was one of the, um, how do I say this? Scariest elevators I've ever been in in my entire life. It was not your luxury elevator. It was like you were getting put into a cage. They literally had a cage to close. And they, they had a guy that sat there the entire day. You know, I think it was like pressing buttons or like it almost felt like he was cranking to get us upstairs. upstairs. Rick, how do you feel? You felt the same way about that elevator? Well, oh my gosh, that elevator was ranky dink. Really thought we were putting our lives into jeopardy. And uh, just a memory I'll never forget. Let's keep it going, Brant. So we get into this elevator and we it's, it's the guy that presses the buttons and it's these two photographers. They have these really legit cameras um, with like, you know, the lenses that stick out like a foot. And then Rick and I get on and, you know, we're, we don't know where we're going. So you know, the photographers are like, hey, top floor. And we're like, yeah, top floor. Sounds good. And we follow the, the photographers and we're like, oh, they probably know where they're going. And we step out of the elevator. And when we step out of the elevator, they make a hard right to not go to the suites. And we couldn't realize like where to go. So we just kind of kept following the photographers. And uh, then they went up this ladder. I'll never forget it. They went up this like man-made wooden ladder to this, um, this opening. So we're at the top of the grandstand, top of the, where, the, where the bleachers are. And they're, they're going up this man-made wooden ladder to this opening that you can like see the roof. And they're going up and Rick and I just go, well, well might as well just follow them. Let's, let's follow them. And that's exactly what we did. We followed them up. In fact, when we got to the top of the ladder, um, they turned around and saw us coming and they extended their arms and we're like, hey, let's help you up. Let's help you guys up. And we're like, all right, great. Thanks. Really appreciate it. And then we go up there and we are on top of Mammoth Park Racetrack Stadium on the roof. It was Rick. It's one of the coolest memories I have it's the coolest at Monmouth Park, but it's one of the coolest memories I have um, back in the area. I'm just like, who else have, has ever been up here? Because as we looked around, there was probably like 40,000 people in attendance and every one of them was below us um, in their seats and having a great time. And here, Rick and Rob Brandt are just hanging out on the roof with these two photographers who want to get some really epic aerial shots. And the ESPN, um, uh, the ESPN uh, videographer, and we get really close to the edge, and, and it's one of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen. We're looking over at this magnificent horse track, and 
uh, we're in awe. We're like, oh my God, can you believe this is happening? Like, this is crazy. And the photographer looks at us and just goes, hey, don't you guys like work here? Don't you guys like see this all the time? And we go, no, what made you say that? And like, I kind of forgot we had on the Mammoth Park shirts. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, Mammoth Park, you're wearing a shirt that says Mammoth Park. And I go, oh, oh no, no. And then we went in explaining that they did these giveaways and these photographers started dying laughing, going, oh my gosh, I can't believe that like you guys just followed us up here and started walking, walking behind us. And they're cracking up. They're taking photos of us up on the, up on the roof. We're, we're taking photos with the ESPN, uh, you know, um, uh, camera and, and pretending like we, we own the camera. <laughs> it was so much fun. Rick, do you want to share anything about that? Well, Rob, I would just say that, as you said, those views are just picture perfect. That track, as we described, has been around for over 100 years. And to think that we're one of a very small handful of people that have had the opportunity to stand on top of that track roof and look down on none other than the Haskell itself was really remarkable. It was a picture-perfect Sunday afternoon on the Jersey Shore. The weather was ideal. The conditions were perfect. And the 60,000 individuals in attendance were rocking. I could truly feel the electricity in my bones all the way up through my spine. That day was memorable. It is forever green ingrained into my brain and it was so cool to have shared this with you and I know there's more to the story coming but Rob I love how you detailed us getting there early us dressing the part us bringing that enthusiasm that the brothers Brandt always bring at sporting events that is the difference maker ladies and gentlemen between an average day at the Haskell sitting there in the crowd unable to see anything and getting a chance a once in a lifetime opportunity to do something that very few people have ever done before. Rob, take us home here, brother. We were searching for Jeter. We didn't find Jeter, but we found some of the most majestic views on the Jersey shore. Um, And to cap it off, it was so funny. Like you just such a small world, you know, uh, I'm talking to the camera guy and uh, photographer turns out, and I'm looking at his name tag and I'm like, Lowy, I know Lowy. Do you know Max Lowy? That's one of my friends. And it, it turns out to be his uncle and he's cracking up, Stephen Lowy. So wherever you are, Stephen, we know you're a friend of the pod. What a time, what a magical memory. And, and you know, this podcast is designed for people to go out and do fun stuff and, you know, create these epic memories that you'll have for the rest of your life. And it's just so great because every time I see Steven, like him and I have this special bond where like, like every time we see each other, we just start shaking each other's head. And it's just like, I can't believe you walked up on the roof behind us at the Haskell. (laughs) Like, like it's just something that is going to be shared every single time we see each other. And we just have an awesome laugh about it. (laughs) Wow. I love how you detailed this past year's 2021 Haskell. Very interesting details there. Let's see how all that unfolds going forward in the future with the new rule 
in horse racing. I just thought also too, on that day in 2015, with legendary jockey Victor Espinoza on Bob Baffert's American Pharaoh horse, who had just won the Triple Crown a month prior. He was racing in his first ever race since winning the Triple Crown, which hadn't been done in our lifetime. So the atmosphere was at an all-time high, probably unmatched for ever at Mammoth Racetrack. And you could feel the buzz that entire week with just American Pharaoh coming off the trailer and arriving at Mammoth Park earlier in the week on Monday, Tuesday. The buzz in and around that racetrack was just magnificent all week long. And it culminated in him winning by a landslide in the 2015 Haskell. We have our souvenir tickets, as you said. We put the minimum bet down for $2. If we would have cashed it, hilariously enough, we would have only gotten 10 cents back. So we decided, let's keep the souvenir. Let's hold on to that ticket stub, that betting ticket. And boy, oh boy, what a memory it was. Rob, do you have any other things that you want to chronicle in this episode 76 of the Brothers Brand Podcast? We are good here, my friend. On to 77. But what a day for Bob Baffert and American Farrell and the Brothers Brand. What a day for the podcast, too, my friend. Wishing all of our listeners an outstanding week. And we will see you next week, my friends. I'm Rob Brandt. And I'm Rick Brandt. And we are the Brothers Brandt. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.